Well, we're going to tell you today why kickers matter. The Cleveland Browns went out and spent a very high draft pick kick on Cade York out of LSU. Me and Jeff will tell you coming up next on the Lockdown Browns podcast why that's a good thing. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Mr. Garrett Bush, at GBush91. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform. Again, make sure you're following, subscribed to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And of course, now on YouTube, closing in on uh, 1,200 subscribers. Let's keep that number going. Appreciate everybody uh, who's you know taking the road, the path, so to speak, to get on over there. Um, I know looking at these two handsome faces every morning has got to be just what's getting you all out of bed in the morning here in the summer. So I uh, appreciate you all from that respect. Today's episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by the fine folks over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We're going to continue here. We've, um, Last couple episodes, we've been doing some, uh, you know, top 10 things we learned about the Cleveland Browns this offseason. We're going to continue with a couple more of those topics today. Um, hopefully, you know, we keep saying this. Hopefully, today's the last day. Hopefully, maybe this is the last week. Um, as we get closer and closer, hopefully, to, you know, a finality in the Deshaun Watson uh, suspension, settlement, talks, and just finally get a number here and focus on that. Just, um, the one we're going to continue with here today was the Browns obviously were faced, you know, with an interesting situation about how the running back room was going to work out. Um, certainly under an analytic lens, when you look at the running back position, it's normally thought that it's one that you don't put a lot of uh, financial resources into. Maybe it's one where it's just a lot of bodies. Have we said many times when you have a model player, a model citizen like Nick Chubb, and you look to younger players and say, hey, that's how we would like you to handle your business as a member of the Cleveland Browns. Really, really difficult to you know, essentially tell a player like that you're not interested really, uh, in extending. I think it's a situation where um, you, you got it, to a point where, you know, the Cleveland Browns are are definitely uh, a team that has a deep running back room. And so sometimes that could be a gift and a curse. I, I, we've seen it a little bit uh, with Kareem Hunt. We've seen it a little bit with Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson had a really couple of nice stretches of games um, while, uh, you know, Nick Chubb was out, while Kareem Hunt was out. Uh, you look what he was able to do uh, against the Denver Broncos, looked like a guy that could be possibly a number one, number two back, at least in another squad or another team. And guess what? He had to go right back to the bench when Nick Chubb came through, right? Um, we've been clamoring. We wanted to see Kareem Hunt in the backfield. We want to see those guys at the same time uh, because we know what, what Kareem Hunt is. We know what type of uh, runner he can be uh, as far as being a lead back. He's led this league in rushing before. Uh, he brings a dynamic skill set to the game. However, you got one of the best backs in front of everybody, Nick Chubb. Who, who to me is a top three running back. I would put him ahead a little, little bit, of, a bit ahead of Derrick Henry at this point, um, just because Derrick Henry, it looks like he's getting nicked up a little bit. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that Nick Chubb can really elude guys. He has that breakaway home run speed. 
Um, him, him, him and Jonathan Taylor, to me, are the two best backs in the AFC and two best backs in the league. Um, so when you look at though that running back room, um, it, it has some very interesting pieces and parts. Uh, I, I think I'm glad all three of those guys are under contract. Because from the looks of it, they're going to be playing this is a, a little bit of time, substantial um, amount of time without Deshaun Watson. So now you got a good Jacoby Brissett. Now you got a guy who is who isn't um, as talented with his feet. He's not going to extend plays like Deshaun Watson. Frankly, just uh, just not a, a, a good a, good as quarterback as Deshaun Watson. So what do you do? A lot of people were upset that David and Joku got an extension. A lot of people saying, "Why are you even talking about running backs?" Well, simple. Um, you want to give your backup quarterback the best opportunity to win football games, to still to still win football games here, even if Deshaun Watson is, isn't uh, playing. So yeah, why would you hamper or, or hamstring or tie your, your quarterback's hand behind his back and force him to throw to guys uh, that, that aren't as talented as David uh, and Joe Kudo, who don't have the level of catch radius that he has? No, you go sign him so you can say, hey, we we got we we got some guys. Don't worry, Jacoby. You're room for air. You got a little bit of margin for air here because we got some guys that you could turn around and hand the ball off to, and, and that are going to move the chains, get you some tough yards, and keep the other team off the field, right? And play defense. So I, I'm looking at this this running back room. Um, this is going to be to me. It's going to be fascinating, right? What game plan does the Cleveland Browns have? Are they going to turn back the clock? Are you going to be two yards, three yards in a, uh, in a cloud of dust? Or, you know, are they going to say, eh, we're still going to throw the football. We're going to mix it in like we mix it in. Um, but I, I think the running game will be di- dynamic the first few games of the year. Um, and, and it'll be refreshing to see um, Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson get some touches because I think they'll rotate all three of those guys in there. One thing with Coach Kevin Stefanski, whether it was 2020 where everybody was essentially salivating over the NFL Coach of the Year and this head coach that finally brought this team success, finally brought this team to the playoffs and actually won a playoff game, or if it was in 2021 when everything was unraveling, it seemed like nothing was going right. If there was one common criticism of Coach Stefanski in both those seasons was it was maybe the abandoning of their run, not running the football enough. Look, sometimes between 20 and 20, 20 and 21, whether it was COVID, whether it was injury related, there were times where, you know, you were left with maybe not your best personnel in order to do that. What we have learned since then is Dearness Johnson is a much better running back than I think any of us actually knew. Uh, sometimes they were forced into playing Dearness Johnson, his first game of real success in 2020 against the Dallas Cowboys. Nick Chubb went down that day, getting the Thursday night start against the Denver Broncos. Looks sharp there. The New England Patriots, what was a ugly, ugly day for your Cleveland Browns. One thing that was a positive that day was Dearness Johnson. Uh, a couple of key plays in the Green Bay Packer game on Christmas for Dearness Johnson. Um, again, Kareem Hunt, this was a team – where Kareem Hunt did not play nine games in 2021. And I truly, and I will, I will say this till I'm blue in the face, I truly feel that Kareem Hunt could have been a major difference in this team um, only winning eight games or where this team may have had the ability to win 10 games, even with Baker playing the way he was played. Um, you throw in that you have rookie Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford, I think anything you get here in 2022 is straight gravy. I think this was an absolute pick looking towards 2023, understanding that most likely, you know, Kareem Hunt in a, a very, very high percentage that maybe this will be his final season in Cleveland. Dearness Johnson, if he plays well again this year in whatever role you give him, 
somebody else in the league is going to give Dearness Johnson a bigger opportunity than I think the Browns are going to be able to. Then you get to where it is Demetric Felton. Demetric Felton, if you say what can he do for the Browns, he may not be able to be the short yardage runner that Kareem Hunt is. But as far as athletically and as a receiver, he's probably the best route running running back they have. He's better athlete than Kareem Hunt, but certainly not the running back. So they did create a question here, but I think by the good thing of doing this is you're going to put Coach Stefanski in a situation where he's not going to he's not going to be able to abandon the run because you're going to look at all these running backs and say, look, you know, when I'm game planning, I got to make sure Nick's getting his 20 touches. I got to make sure I'm getting Kareem 10 to 15, however it is. Then it puts you to 30 right there where you're getting running backs involved, not to mention Dearness and how the rest of it's going to work. Um, And it's certainly the propensity and the need that it is going to be early in the season when this team is being quarterbacked by Jacoby Brissett. So I think they're going to send them all to camp. And they're basically going to tell them all, look, you know, we have every intention of using the running backs and using the running backs a lot. You guys are det- going to determine your usage. Go out there, get it done, you know, kind of a best man wins type of thing. And the other thing is there might be in a situation late in the summer where they can move a running back and start regaining back some of that draft capital they sent over to Houston, certainly, obviously, for the uh, uh, the trade for Deshaun Watson, your host, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest lockdown Browns. And look, we went through this for a long time. Kicker, kicker. What's his name? We don't even know his name, but stop missing field goals. Well, the Browns did everything they could, in their opinion, to take care of that. We'll be back in just one sec. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sporting developments, league reviews, and news including what would have been the NHL Stanley Cup and, of course, all of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action Bet online where the game starts. G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd, back at it. Locked on Browns podcast. Uh, make sure you definitely go in and follow us, man. At G. Bush 91, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. We right back at it. Make sure you also, if Deshaun Watson news do, has, does break, um, I've been told that the Locked on Browns will get streaming um, information coming to that as well. So if, if we do anything, um, Tegna has reached out and said, if anything happens with the, with the uh, with Deshaun Watson and his breaking news, tune into Locked On Browns podcast on YouTube. We will have that information for you. We will be breaking that down for you. That will come directly to you guys live, and we will get the notification. So if you want up to date information, and right when it hits, right when Deshaun Watson, we figure out what's going to happen with the suspension. This is the place to be on YouTube. Locked On Browns podcast. We'll be we will be broadcasting that live. Uh, for all of the Browns people who are subscribed as well. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit, and uh, I made this analogy uh, on an Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And I was, uh, you know, people will tell you why, you know, kickers, why are you going to spend a fourth round grade on a kicker? Why would you, you should never, and, and I always got a problem with people talking about you should never, because that's laziness, man. Like, 
you know, stop, you know, never spend a, a, a lot of money on a running back. Never spend, uh, you know, a, a high draft pick on a kicker. Uh, you don't need to pay tight ends. Like, that is lazy work, man. If you got to look at it from a case-to-case scenario, what that guy means to your team, what he means to your offense, and what you have lacking. And and when it comes to a kicker, and people talk, talk talking about Kate York as if, you know, this is the dumbest move in the world. I just say, go out and look at Baltimore. How dumb? How, how much is Justin Tur- Tucker worth? Go look at the kicker in Cincinnati. Didn't miss a field goal the whole offseason. Excuse me, offseason. Whole postseason. He didn't miss. Kickers in this division are important. Look at we always talk about Phil Dawson. We talk about Phil Dawson all the time. He was the best player on our team uh, some years, him and Joe Thomas and, and Cribs, special teams guys. That just goes to show you how, uh, you know, how devoid of talent we were, but also goes to show you how special Phil Dawson was in kicking field goals here, especially when it came to the wind and that, that um, you know, wind whipping off the, the, uh, the lake. So I made this analogy. You know, a lot of people do this, man. It's two different types of people when you go buy a car. There's a couple of people that see a car that they already know. They were like, gee, Bush, I'm going to get that 2022. I'm going to get the 23 Dodge Ram with all all of the fixed things, extended cab, leather seats. You know, you got everything in there, man. It's it's like an F950. It ain't a 350. It's F950. You got it on a lift kit. Y'all walking. See, you knew you was going to go get that. You had the money. You had the credit. You was ready to go. I commend you for that. I hate you. But there's also a group of people in this in this world that they go to the car lot and the dealership tell them what you eligible for. The dealership tell them, oh, this is what we can get you into with that terrible credit you got. And this is your down payment. If you're doing that, you ain't got no, you can't be picky. If you got terrible credit and you ain't got no down payment, you can't just go in there and pick nothing and be mad. Well, I'm going to leave and go to somewhere. No, you're not. You know why? Guess what? You need to get to work. To make any bread, to even get your kids to school, you got to go ahead and get that car. You know what? 25% interest rate, 28% interest rate, be damned. <laughs> you That's what you're going to do because you need it. And that's the same thing with kickers. Yeah, you don't want to pay a fourth-round pick, but if you need a kicker like the Cleveland Browns have needed for the last 30 years, you're going to pay whatever you can to get your job done. So, you know, at the end of the day, all we can do is hope that this guy is going to be that guy because we've done this before with Zane Gonzalez. We've done this before uh, um, with Austin Seibert. We, we put picks and drafted kids that haven't turned out to be anything. But you can't get squeamish about it. If you find if you got a good grade on the guy, you think he can kick the football, then you go out and get him. And that's what the Cleveland Browns did. And to me, uh, the kicker position is worth it. What, what do you say, Jeff? For me, there's a couple of ways to look at this. And for me and anybody who's you know been listening to Lockdown Browns for as long as I've been here, I will scream till I'm blue in the face to not spend a draft pick on a punter or a kicker. That being said, this roster is a million times different than it used to be back in the day. Because look, a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, even a fourth round pick, back in the day for the Cleveland Browns, that guy could have been a day one starter. That's not the way this roster is constructed anymore. This team, um, there were players drafted in the 2022 NFL draft class that may not make this team. I mean, whatever you think about the Cleveland Browns, the roster is that good. There are draft choices that may not make this team. One glaring, Huge, glaring hole, obviously, over the last few seasons 
has been the kicker position. Now with the extra points, you know, extended into what the equivalent of a 35 yard field goal missing those. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's just a deflating, deflating thing, especially last season um, when the Browns were behind a lot of these games, you get the touchdown. All right. You think automatically, all right, boom, they're seven. We're back into it. And then you get a shank on an extra point, And all of a sudden it feels like almost all the hard work you did on that drive kind of fell apart. And a lot of people, why is he going for two so much? Well, if you don't have the confidence that your kicker can kick a 35 yard extra point, that is why you go for two. Um, certainly there's math that suggests going for two is also basically the better way uh, to go. But you see a player in Cade York who the Browns felt was the best kicker available in this draft. There you are sitting in the fourth round and realizing I have starters on the defensive line, at linebacker, in secondary, at wide receiver, at offensive line, at running back. I have my quarterback. I don't have a kicker. I do not have a kicker. Here's the best kicker in this draft. And here is why you spend the draft choice on a Cade York. There were kickers available in free agency, uh, the young man down who re-signed with the Falcons coup. But you want to know what? Do I kick here in Atlanta in a dome? My road games are in Carolina. My road games are in Tampa. And my road games are also in New Orleans in another dome. Or do I go up to Northeast Ohio where I've got eight or nine games a year in Cleveland? I got to kick outside in Pittsburgh. I got to kick outside in Cincinnati. I got to kick outside in Baltimore. The Browns really, even if the best free agent kicker was available, and the Browns were willing to write the check, it's really difficult to expect that guy to come kick for the Browns because it is not a best fair weather situation. He's going to find his way to go to the West Coast. He's going to find his way to go to the uh, Northeast. He's going to find uh, uh, Southeast. He's going to find a way to go to a dome. Indianapolis certainly looks a lot more appealing uh, than Cleveland were. So you have to draft the guy. Cade York, for all intents and purposes, it, it's gone pretty well so far. Um, the fact that he kicked for LSU during a national championship season, so you know there were pressure money kicks. Um, you go to that one that was in you know an absolute blazing fog last year. Uh, University of Florida kicked a 54-yarder to win it. Um, and it looked like watching it on television. He was the only one that knew it was good. Everybody else had to watch it like three times to realize it went through the uprights. There was no question. This was a move they 100% absolutely had to make. And there could be a case said, for the 2022 season, out of every rookie that was drafted, Garrett, Cade York could very well conceivably be the most important. Facts, facts. And, you know, because this team, to be to be truthful, is um, they're stacked at other positions. They got everything else covered. And, and one of the things we've seen so for, for so many years is the special teams, man. It's the special teams um, not being able to kick the ball all out of the back of the end zone not being able to line up correctly and hit clutch field goals. Heck, we couldn't even hit extra points. And that's another thing why, why people crack me up with the whole, you shouldn't, you shouldn't use picks on these guys, is because when they move the kick field goal back or when they move the extra point back, you look at how that affected people's games. That is a field goal. There's, there's an opportunity for you to miss that. And, and so that is the points are at a premium. I, I definitely believe this is something – um, that is that is needful and necessary with the Cleveland Browns. I'm actually glad they did it. Needed to be done. There was no question about it. Uh, we will get back here. Obviously, um, your latest as to where things stand. Uh, some developments Monday night in the Deshaun situation. Now going through the process here as finding out what will be the you know ultimate fate here as far as where Deshaun Watson's eligibility stands for the 2022 season. We appreciate everybody makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. If you haven't, now's the best time in the world. Go ahead, subscribe to Lockdown Browns on your favorite podcast app or now on YouTube. As Garrett said, um, 
you know, when this ball does drop and whatever the news is, we'll be ready to go give you guys, you know, certainly, you know, all the informa pertinent information, our thoughts, um, and certainly lay out, you know, what will be a clearer plan for Brown's 2022 training camp, a clearer plan for what should be the beginning of the Brown's 2022 regular season. So wherever YouTube, Spotify, Apple, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Locked on Browns podcast. All right. So let's get, <laughs> let's get down to the nitty gritty, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Once again, we got the trial stuff going on, man. Um, you know, right now it looks as if um, Deshaun Watson will be suspended a little bit. Um, but, you know, right now there's there's a stalemate going on. Right. And uh, I always th I always think about it like this. The NFL could do one or two things. Um, they could play tough guy uh, and uh, cause themselves some more heartache and pain or they could just look like they're tough and then um, go ahead and, and get this thing done with. I think when you look at it, um, and, and and I've just kind of been examining it from, from a little while ago, one of the things that, that you should do in order to get the thing behind you is to get a, look at a punishment and say, okay, this is what we're going to give you, and uh, keep it moving. Now, when you talk about start getting into the, the land of, oh, this is unprecedented, we're going to give you unprecedented penalties, um, at the end of the day, all you're doing is causing yourself more heartache and pain, right? Because you got to think about this and ask yourself, if you if, if this happens, right, um, and Daniel Snyder, and, and that, I know they didn't want to take Daniel Snyder's little squad. I know they didn't want to move him on. But the, the harder the penalty you give Deshaun Watson, we will not forget. People will not forget. If you want to say indefinite, if you want to say all that other stuff, people ain't going to forget that. They're going to, when, and when, when um, Daniel Snyder has to go in front of Congress, and people are going crazy, like, oh, okay, this is what you're doing. Uh, I need you to see the same type of energy you gave Deshaun Watson. It's not going to be something that's going to be pretty. Also, there could be litigation in terms of, uh, you know, going to file a lawsuit against the NFL saying, hey, we're not going to take no indefinite suspension. Um, I, I look at it this way. Um, the league will argue one way. Deshaun Watson's team will argue another way. Um, they want to come out the gates and say indefinite suspension. There's no way in heck that no one's going to take an indefinite suspension. Um, any NFL knows that unless they want another court battle in their hands. So at the end of the day, the quickest way to get this done with is I've said it for all, all along. Give them the dog on eight games. You're, you're the one prolonging it because you could have did. You could have said, we've done our investigation. Here's what we got. Here's what we're going to get suspended. Let's move on. But you, you didn't do that. Either you, you should have gave them the suspension or you're going to wait until all the other trials are settled. Either or. Uh, but the middle ground that these guys are doing, they're actually causing themselves it, themselves to make it stay in the news cycle even more. So for me, um, I, I don't know why they would think that they can just say indefinite and people are going to take that. Um, I think they're just doing that to grandstand, the show to act like they really care about something. But in the, in, at the end of the day, I, I don't. I don't think, that they, they even think that they're going to give them a definite suspension. And, and so that's where I stand on the situation. Hopefully we get a, a resolution before the 4th of July. Here's a couple things. And now basically what went down Monday night was the NFL basically reached out to Watson's camp and said, one year, let's go. You guys settled, take the one year. Everybody goes about their business. Um, obviously that was not going, I mean, if you've gone this far, you're certainly going to sit down and you're going to defend your case. And this is why the NFL players association exists. Here is where it's going to get difficult 
for the league. The Houston Texans, where they are now attached to some of this as far as being culpable to the Deshaun Watson situation. Yes, Deshaun Watson was paid last year by the Houston Texans. No, Deshaun Watson didn't play. But with the Houston Texans being as being culpable to the behavior of Deshaun Watson, the NFL Players Association is going to say, well, we want that to be viewed as time served. And of course, the league's going to say, well, he got paid. And the response from the Players Association is going to be, yes, but that pay just went out to 20 plaintiffs, to 20 plaintiffs' attorney. So this is where it's going to get really tricky when you do this because the Players Association is going to say, in our opinion, he's missed 17 games due to this already. Now, however, the Texans' involvement in this year and whether we're paying him, and it does make you wonder were the Texans okay with paying him because maybe they knew of their involvement in the situation as well. So that gets to be even trickier. So the Players Association is going to paint Houston as making this an ugly situation where they were okay with paying Deshaun Watson, hoping that their name did not end up being attached to all this. We are now here with this situation, and Houston is considered culpable in this situation to some of Deshaun Watson's activities. So the players say, this is going to get deep. Um, the Players Association is going to get out. They are not going to take a year. They are certainly not going to take an indefinite suspension because the Players Association is going to go into this saying, no, he's missed 17 games already. And you can say, well, he was paid or he wasn't. And at the end of the day, the Players Association is going to say, well, why was that then? If Houston wasn't going to play him, why did they pay him? And if it's because the Houston Texans do, they were somehow culpable in trying to keep themselves out of the situation, that's a whole other ball of wax to deal with the NFL and the Houston Texans, not necessarily the NFL and Deshaun Watson. He didn't say, all right, I won't play. Pay me. Cool. But it don't work like that. It's just not how the world works. So this situation, it's in, you know, do I think it's going to be quick? I don't. Um, you know, do I think the Players Association is going to, you know, soft foldly in no way whatsoever? Um, do I think the league ha has enough where they can go at this the entire time without getting two franchises involved, a star player involved, and just making this even worse and worse. Um, you know, none of this stuff will be aired, but Garrett, if it were, this certainly would have some OJ vibes to it, uh, some Johnny Depp and Amber vibes to it. If this would be, this is, it would be fascinating to see this work out because I would love to see and hear some of the arguments from both sides. Yeah, I mean, you you just brought up a whole nother uh, side of it. I, I didn't really never thought about the fact that people forget he already sat out a whole year. Now, people could say, well, he sat out a whole year because that was because he said he wanted to be traded. And so, you know, he wanted to be traded. So, you know, they were like, no, we're going to just set you for a year. But I'm sitting here like this. If that was the case, when when when. I, I believe when you don't show up, they can find you, right? Even in training camp, you get one hundred. You no, don't give why, somebody twenty something million dollars to not play because he wants to be traded. It don't work that way. I'm confused. What that this was. guy is Ben Simmons, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the league. The NBA could get rid of that. They'll be like, yeah, I got. I, listen, um, I just don't feel good today. I'm a little sad today, and I ain't playing. Like, come on, man. Like, this is not that. So you brought up another point. I, I never really thought about that. And, and to me, that bring and we, when you bring the Texans in, that's even more of a reason. Because I said this the other day. If, if me and Jeff are getting into, and, and me and Jeff are going to go commit a crime, and, and I'm just a getaway guy. I just a getaway dude. 
but Jeff, he's going to go actually go in there and rob this bank. Jeff goes in and robs the bank. Somebody accidentally dies. When, they, when we get caught and we go get sentenced, they're going to charge me with murder just like they're going to charge Jeff with it. You know why? Because you were accomplice and, and, and you are part and, and complicit with this crime. And it's the same way what you talk about this. If you got people that is telling you that Deshaun Watson is going to get suspended indefinitely because of allegations. Well, now the, the Texans are part of those allegations. So what's good, good for the goose is good for the gander. At that point, I need to understand why the Texans aren't in there doing any, uh, you know, any hearings. Why aren't we talking about year suspension draft picks for the Texans? We're not because guess what? The NFL really doesn't care like that. They're just trying to make an example out of people. And at the end of the day, everybody can see it. It's a farce. And, and, and at this point, we just tired of it. We just want to keep it moving and, and get on to the season, and they should too. It's gone on way too long. Let's get to some sort of resolution. Let's get to some sort agreed upon suspension. Everybody just wants to get focused and wants to know who the major players are going to be for the Browns starting week one, September 11th, 2022 in Carolina. That's where we want to be. We want a finality to this, um, the pomp, circumstance, everything that's gone on at this point. Enough. Let's go. Wrap it up. Cut. End scene. Let's get this over with. So we've covered here today, obviously, two more topics on the top 10 things we learned about the Cleveland Browns this offseason. The running back room. And if everybody you know, was always can maybe kind of on Coach Stefanski for not running the football enough, not sure he's even going to have the option this year with the amount of firepower they have in that running back room. Um, Cade York. It was the absolute necessity that this franchise had to do, and they did do it. And, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Lockdown Browns with your latest legal aspect of Deshaun Watson. Um, God, Lord, we cannot wait for that part of this to all end. Um, Garrett Bush, 92.3 The Fan, uh, the barbershop every Saturday morning. Of course, the ultimate Cleveland sports show, uh, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1. Garrett. Jay, Adam the Bull, a rotating amount of guests coming in every single day. I mean, just power hitters out there. Power hitters, Josina Anderson on yesterday, Brian Hartline. I don't think there might be a bet. There's probably not a better recruiter in the country in college football than Brian Hartline, part of the episode yesterday. So make sure you continue to make the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show part of the daily routine. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Everybody knows the drill. Um, we appreciate obviously everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it's on traditional podcast form, your favorite app. Make sure you're following, subscribe here on YouTube. Like I said, closing in on 1,200 subscribers here. Uh, certainly appreciative. Certainly not satisfied with the growth over there. So let's keep that, you know, coming as you know we uh, just go into the newest wave of getting the best Cleveland Browns content we possibly can out to you guys. With all that being said. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the yellow B. Let's go Browns.